Welcome to the Hooked on Fantasy Podcast with your host, Luke Sawhook. And Hutchison Brown. Thanks, Hutch. Wait, I don't should ever add my name in the intro. That's so perfect. Yeah, I feel like we're I think we're so deep into the bit at this point. Like I think we should just leave it in. Like or leave yeah. it as is and you can just you can just add it every time. It's kind of funny. I think it gets funnier the longer it goes on, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, well, anyways, okay. he's Hutchinson Brown. I'm Luke Salk. We're joined by a very special guest here this week, Eric Moody. Eric is the best. I love him. I have him on a I've had him on a couple shows now for different things, and he's just an absolute professional doing all kinds of great stuff with ESPN and his personal brand. Eric, how are you, man? Thank you so much for taking some time out for us. No, no, things are pretty good. Yeah, you know, I didn't have a afternoon or evening coffee, but I still got the caffeine flowing. <laughs> you know, things are great. But you know, I get fired up anytime it's a chance to talk about uh, the NFL and fantasy football. And, and as we were talking briefly before we went live, it's like we're on the precipice of the train leaving the station, my friends. And I'm excited. Mm-hmm. What say you? Very excited. Very, very oh, yeah. excited. I think I just need to hit a a button to skip like a time machine kind of situation where I can <laughs> jump forward to like an hour from kickoff on Thursday night football. From oh from yeah, now. man. But man, so I, I mean, I'm so excited. There's so many predictions floating around right now. It's prime fantasy draft season right now. Preseason's done. Don't really yep. have to worry about injuries as much anymore as teams hopefully get healthier leading into the season. It's the perfect time to draft your fantasy team. And it's the perfect time to jump into some predictions like we're going to today. Oh okay. yeah. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. I think to get things started here, we can kind of each list a couple players at each position that we think is going to outperform their ADP this season, kind of plant our flags here. Eric, why don't we start with you? Give us a couple quarterbacks that you have your eye on this season. Ooh, it's so many that I like. I would say I'm going to look at a different range of, uh, of ADP here. So I would say like in earlier rounds, I really love Justin Herbert. I know everyone's enamored by like the Lamar Jacksons, the Jalen Hurts, the Justin Fields of the world because they're dual threat ability. But I'm just really excited about Justin Herbert and uh, Kellen Moore, who who obviously emphasizes the vertical passing game. And you look at look at Herbert. I'm like, he's got Keenan Allen. I'm like, he's got Mike Williams. He's got Quentin Johnson. Josh Palmer's still there. So I think he's in a position to really have a masterful season. And he's someone that I do like to uh, outperform his ADP. So if I'm going down, if we're going deeper, you know, I really like Kenny Pickett. I've talked a lot about Kenny Pickett. Let's go, Eric. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll continue to do so. And one thing about Pickett, I think we've got glimpses during the preseason of really what he's capable of, you know, with George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryer move. Allen Robinson can make a comeback. It could be a renaissance with Allen Robinson. We'll see. The Allen Robinson renaissance is coming, friends. <laughs> I know, and, 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 and you know, hey, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm glad to see it. But, I, you know, I've used this stat often. You know, you don't want to underestimate a quarterback um, who's entering their second season, especially one that's selected in the first round because they tend to have a breakout uh, second year. And you look at this club, you've got Carson Wentz, you've got Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence most recently. So that group combined, you know, averaged like 22.7 fantasy points per game in their second season. Last but not least, I, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my guy, uh, Jordan Love, who's kind of showing people during the preseason mm. of really what he's capable of. And like, you look at Pickett and you look at Jordan Love, these are great QB2 or QB3 targets if you're in a super flex format. But, uh, you know, I think fantasy managers, if they're out there, they like what they've seen from Love so far. He's shown Aaron Rodgers-like flashes. Packers got a solid offensive line, and they also got a great group of young receivers that Love can grow with. And, and so these are just three guys that I like. I find myself targeting often in one QB leagues and super flex leagues. So I'm done. I'm going to pass the baton over. Who's up? Hutch, take it away. All right, so I'll go here with my – you want me to go to quarterbacks? Quarterbacks, yes. So yeah, I got a couple quarterbacks ready. So the first one I want to talk about, 
I mean, this is a player I've been banging the drum for all offseason long. It's a, I'm going to start with a higher tier player that people are drafting pretty highly. It's Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think he has an upside of finish. I mean, everyone knows he has the upside of finish quarterback one overall. We've seen it before in 2019. He was the MVP of the league, throwing 36 packs. That shot is like unbelievable. But this season, when you look at this offense, it's different than it's ever been before. We have an offensive coordinator in Tom Monken, or sorry, head coach Tom Monken. Or sorry, no, OC in Tom Monken, who oh, looks like. Yeah, not head coach. I went back and forth for a second. Offensive coordinator Tom Monken, who it looks like he's going to pass the ball a lot this season. It looks like this Ravens offense could pass the ball a ton this season. You got Zay Flowers. You have Mark Andrews. You have OBJ. You have Rashad Bateman, receiving core. Probably the best that Lamar Jackson has had in his entire career. We have a lot of hope for Zay Flowers. You know, Mark Andrews is a monster. So Lamar Jackson set up for a pass-heavy season, and with his running ability, if he really puts it together this season, this could be – a MVP level season for Lamar Jackson. He's going to the quarterback five or six in most fantasy drafts. That's an easy pick for me. Uh, I will definitely, definitely take it. I mean, I was in my home league just a few nights ago. I got Mark Andrews in the third and I swung it around with Lamar Jackson in the fourth round. And it's just, that's just too easy for me. Like when I see Mark Andrews in the second, my heart's, my eyes turn to hearts. When I see him in the third, it's just like I'm drooling. Basically it's too easy. Mark Andrews is just such a great pick. And then Lamar Jackson is stacking with it. And then my next pick, I'm going to go with Daniel, Daniel Jones, quarterback of the New York Giants. Yeah, last, year finished top, last year finished the top old quarterback with 15 passing touchdowns. Like, what? Like, I mean, now he has Darren Waller this year, and this offense looks like it could take a step forward with Darren Waller, especially in all the receivers they added, specifically all the slot receivers they added uh, this offseason. <laughs> like, he could take a huge step this year. So I'm excited for Daniel Jones. He's going as, like, the quarterback 14 off the board. You're, bat, you're, as long as you know, you're drafting him at his floor in my opinion. Oh, you absolutely are. I love that pick. My two guys make a quick year. First and foremost, a guy who's pretty deep right now, I would say, is Aaron Rodgers. I really like him as value. I think that him and Gary Wilson are going to put up numbers this season. And that's pretty much the basis for it. Honestly, I think he's just so cheap. Yeah. He's an extremely talented quarterback. I think he could really outproduce expectations this season. And then second, Moody already covered it, but Justin Herbert is fantastic this year. He's yes. a my guy for me. I love Herbert. These weapons are phenomenal. We've seen him be the quarterback two in points per game in a season already. I think he's in for a huge season this year for the LA Chargers. I absolutely love it. Moving on to running backs. I'm going to give my two real quick and then pass it back on to Hutch and back to Moody. James Conner is a darling for me this year. Seems like a guy that a lot of analysts are in on this season at its cost. Had a great season last year on a points-per-game basis for Arizona. Again, not a lot of competition there. This team is going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. It's going to catch a lot of passes. Connor is going to be a very good fantasy running back this season on a week-to-week basis, and he's so cheap in drafts. I love me some James Connor. And then J.K. Dobbins. I like Dobbins a lot. He's fully healthy. This Ravens offense, I expect to take a step forward this year, score more touchdowns, and I think Dobbins has less competition than he's had in that backfield so far in his career this year in Baltimore. So I'm a big fan of those two guys. Hutch, give me two running backs. I like those two picks overall. Just Dobbins, I'm a little bit worried about the pass catching game is all. If he doesn't catch passes, which he hasn't done so far in his whole career, that could be tough for him to truly take that next step forward. But like, I love Lamar. I love Andrews. And that's going to open up a lot of running lanes for JK Dobbins. But uh, with my two running backs, I think I'm going to steal one of Eric's here. Actually. I know Eric Mooney loves this player for this year. He posts about him all the time. I'm talking about Aaron Jones running back of the green Bay Packers. Uh, I know Moody, you're a big fan of him. I've seen him on your Twitter a lot. Um, I just don't understand the ADP at this point. The last four years, he's been a top 12 running back in PPR leagues. And this year, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is gone. They're replacing him in Jordan Love. But wouldn't that mean that the, this if, if Jordan Love isn't what Aaron Rodgers is and he isn't a great quarterback, 
wouldn't that mean we want to be more dependent on our running game with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? You, wouldn't that mean a lot more dump offs coming to Aaron Jones way? Like mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is just going to be a centerpiece of this offense. Like he has last four seasons. And I just don't understand why he's going as the RB 16 off the board. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm taking him all day. Very comfortable with him as my RB one on my fantasy team. It's just, it's just a really easy pick seeing him in the third or fourth round. It's just, it's just really nice. And then my second one, I started a lot of fights on Twitter today with this one. I don't know if you either of you saw, but I'm talking about Seattle Seahawks running back Zach Charbonnet, who I posted about it. I think there's a realistic chance where he outscores Ken Walker this year. And if I were to project out the season, I almost have that projected that Zach Charbonnet outscores Ken Walker in fantasy football on a points per game basis. You have rookie fever this year for these running backs this season, Hodge. Yeah, I do like these running backs. I love love Bijan. I love Bijan. John Gibbs, I love Charbonnet, I love Miller. Like, I'm liking what we're seeing from Ty J Spears. Like, I like He's a lot of fever. fever. I got a lot of rookie fever for these running backs, but I love Charbonnet, especially at his ADP, compare, especially when you compare it to Walker's. It's like four or five rounds later, and I'm just going to lay out the case real, real quick here. Walker had a solid rookie year, over 1,000 rushing yards, right? But the thing that people don't like to pay attention to, according to player profile, he was top five in explosive runs, runs of 15-plus yards. That's great. Also top five in a bad way in stuffed runs. He got stuffed a lot. And inside the 10, he was horrifically inefficient. Averaged 0.6 yards per carry. And among 34 running backs that got as many carries as he did inside the 10, dead last, 34th in yards per carry. Like he was horrifically inefficient inside the 10. And Seattle Seahawks, when you look at their running back, when you look at their offensive line and run blocking skills, they were middle of the pack in the NFL and most NFL statistics. When you look at run blocking, like they were fine. They weren't elite. They weren't horrible though. So Ken Walker had all the ability in the world to do better, but he just didn't. Zach Charbonnet, on the other hand, is a very consistent running back who consistently gets yards, is not going to get stopped uh, on the goal line. He's going to consist, and I think he's going to get that goal line work then. If he's better on the goal line, he's going to get that goal line work. We talk about it with Zeke all the time with Ramondre now, where Zeke's going to get that goal line work. I think Charbonnet's going to get that. And Charbonnet's also significantly better as a pass catcher. He caught 60-plus passes in his last two seasons in college. Ken Walker didn't even put up 20 seasons in three years in college. And he didn't do much in the NFL this year with a pass catching game. Zach Charbonnet is going to get all the valuable touches in the offense. Then when you look at a backfield, the pass catching work and the goal line work, how is Charbonnet not do great for fantasy football, especially at his ADP of like he's outside the top 30 running backs. It's just easy. It's a smash every time for me. What do you guys think on that? Moody, take it away, man. Oh, talking about uh, Charbonnet or just the uh, other running backs? Sure. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm thinking if you're looking like like you mentioned like at ADP and at cost, it's uh you know Kenneth Walker is obviously going to be the you know the the higher the player at the higher value, but now I, I like Charbonnet because I, I think of it this way: you can't really quantify this with the stat, but we we know Pete Carroll, he's an outside the box guy, and we kind of yeah. saw something similar like with two uh, running backs. I'm thinking with. Um, Chris Carson and was it with Penny when he Penny, was because yes. Penny was an yeah, early pick and we saw Penny what happened the there. Rounder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we could see you know something like that obviously happen with uh, you know with these two guys. So no, hey, I, I, I can dig it. All right, so you, uh, I guess it's my turn for, for some guys, yeah, huh? But let's sure. see where I can go here. So uh, I think the first one that really comes to mind is like Alexander Madison. You know, with the Vikings, I I, I don't get it. I, I keep looking at uh, ESPN's draft trends and I'm like, he's the RB twenty three. Which I'm looking at him as a tremendous value, like in fantasy drafts, and he's performed well in games where the Vikings were without Dalvin Cook, and you know Cook is no longer in Minnesota. But I think back with the five career games that 
Madison has had with at least 20 touches. He's averaged 145.8 total yards and scored four touchdowns. And you look at Cook uh, from 2019 to 2022, he averaged 21 and a half touches per game. Now, I'm not saying that Madison's going to get all of that volume. Perhaps he will. But I think he can still be very productive, even if it's like 16 to 18 touches per game. So he's one guy that I'm very comfortable as my RB2. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that he finishes as a low-end RB1. I would say the second name, I'm going to go a little bit deeper here because I find myself drafting this player often. And that's Kenneth Gainwell with the Eagles. And... I know everyone's wondering, hey, where does he fit in the pecking order in uh, Philadelphia? I, I guess Eagles pecking. Anyway, bad dad joke. But you consider was, many I of the reports. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I liked it for the record. I thought it was clever. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I, I love that joke here. You I got thought, me. I thought I would lay, I'll lay that in there. But it's just it's a lot of uncertainty about who's going to be the kind of the top player in that backfield. And we all know about Swift, you know, DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny's injury history. But uh, one thing I think that gives Gainwell an advantage is that you know, he's obviously reliable, but he's very familiar with the Eagles' offensive scheme. And I think that's a significant advantage, and the Eagles love to run the ball. So he's just someone that I see available later in drafts that I find myself drafting uh, often. And he's a guy, I believe, that can outperform his ADP. So those are two running backs that I came to mind, gentlemen. I like it. I like it. Well, usually when I look at a backfield, it's I was talking about with Charbonnet. I always like taking the cheapest option between those three. Gainwell yeah. is the one that's being buried in drafts. So I, mm-hmm. if I'm taking any three running back from the Eagles, I do like Gainwell. Yeah, I love that yeah. pick. Love it. Absolutely love it here. Guys, let's circle back here. Going wide receivers now. Moody, let's start with you. Again, why not? Just double double down here. A couple wide receivers who have been catching your eye. And we're going to wrap up with tight ends and get in some predictions. Yeah, it's, you know, just like everyone else that's out there. You know, hey, I, I love Garrett Wilson with what he can bring to the table. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Olave, he's another player that's been getting like a lot of attention, but, uh, you know, I'll continue to highlight this player that I think is, is kind of flying underneath the radar and you can get him as a wide receiver too, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that he finishes as a wide receiver one, like he did last year. And that is Amari Cooper with the Cleveland Browns. I'm like, he was exceptional last year. I'm like, he ended up, um, I think really had the, the target volume and the air yard volume that managers were looking for. I know he ranked in the top 12 in target share and air yard share, uh, finishes the wide receiver 10. And he's got pretty good rapport with Deshaun Watson, who should be much better this year after having a full offseason to work with Cleveland, the coaching staff, and the personnel. So I really like Amari Cooper. Yeah. He's like a guy like... Oh, what were you saying? No, 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 you go. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's my bad. Oh, no, no, you're good. It's just, I think he's a guy who can outperform, you know, his ADP and... You know, I would say the other name, and I've talked about this player like often, and again, his ADP still kind of baffles me. Uh, but I'm going to bring him up once again. I brought him up on the uh, on the fantasy football marathon multiple times, and that's uh, Mike Evans. It's just shocking. I think he's the wide receiver 26 in our draft trends. Like he's been consistent. You know, nine consecutive seasons with a thousand or more yards. You know, only trails uh, Jerry Rice, who had the the record for most consecutive thousand yard seasons at any point in his career, and that was uh, at eleven. So Evans wants to own the record. And I know some people are worried about the quarterback situation, like in Tampa Bay. You know, I said it before. I'll say it again. I don't think you really need to. I'm like Baker Mayfield will be the starter, but I think Evans and Chris Godwin are both good values, but they play well off of each other, and they've played in eighty four games together. And like the Buccaneers quarterbacks, you know, whether you're talking about Tom Brady, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, or any of the backups as a group, like they've averaged 20.3 fantasy points per game. So I'm very comfortable with Evans. You can get him as a wide receiver two or flex, but, you know, he's going to have some spike weeks where he's going to outperform, you know, his ADP. So I think he's a solid pick. 
those are, yeah, those are very, very interesting. I think Mike Evans is a name to watch as well. He's a guy who I've gotten warmer on over the mm-hmm. offseason, I feel. I really have. Hutch, who, who do you have here for wide receivers? I mean, can I say something about Mike Evans real quick? Is that cool before I get into two? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Mike Evans, his ADP is really nice. I mean, it's really low. So I've definitely taken some darts. The only thing is I do worry about the quarterbacks, but for a specific reason, that's because of the deep ball and you know, Mike Evans, or let's since Chris Godwin broke out in 2019, Mike Evans has Mm -hmm. his target share has been significantly decreased. Like before Chris Godwin, he was, you know, up in the hundred forties in targets. And Mm -hmm. since then it's just gone really low and he's become like a touchdown and deep ball guy, 41 touchdowns since 2019. And, this season, I mean, the last few years, Mike Evans, last four years, the Tampa Bay's have been fifth, first, fifth, and 12th when you look at attempts of 20-plus yards. Mm-hmm. Like, they have been really, really just pushing the ball downfield, and that's where Mike Evans has made his game. But Baker Mayfield, the last three years, has been below average in deep ball numbers when you look at attempts, when you look at percentage in each of the last three years. He's been below average, if not really bad. And if that doesn't click that's going to really hurt Mike Evans because if Chris Godwin's taking a lot of volume, Mike Evans isn't a volume guy and Baker Mayfield isn't taking deep shots, especially when you have Kyle Trask breathing down his neck on the bench, taking deep shots like that is a very risky game to play. Cause if you throw it up and it doesn't come down, right, that's a third and out or that's an interception and Baker Mayfield can't afford too many of those this year or else he's going to get benched. So uh, I would just say just, Mike Evans is definitely good at his ADP. I think his ADP, but just be, I, I'm a little cautious of Baker Mayfield, but I do like the pick, especially the ADP is nice, but sorry, I'll get into my two receivers. I'm sorry. I know. I, I know I went a little long there. My two receivers. The first one I want to talk about is Jonathan Mingo wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the, I mean, I, I never really loved him as a prospect. I mean, he was big. He was fast. He, his athletic profile was insane but he just never produced the opportunity in college. He just never produced much numbers. And he went in the second round, which solid draft capital, but nothing insane, but he's showing a really nice rapport with Bryce young, really nice rapport in preseason. And he's already on the first team getting those first team reps. And he profiles to be number one receiver. He has the ability he has the size. If him and Bryce young really connect this year, he could be a really nice value. And you know, rookie quarterbacks, usually don't provide great fantasy relevant wide receivers or last 10 years, only 30% of rookie quarterbacks have started the majority of their team's games provided a top 36 fantasy wide receiver. Like it's just, it usually doesn't work out, but that's baked in at Mingo's ADP. So I actually like Jonathan Mingo. He's someone I've been heating up a lot on recently. And then another player I would look to target at wide receiver. I'm really a big fan. I just can't get enough of Brandon Ayuk. Uh, when I see him in the sixth round, it's just too nice. I, I really believe he's going to lead this to him in receiving yards and him and Brock Purdy show to have a nice connection. And over the last two years, Brandon Ayuk has just been a monster. When he got in the, out of the doghouse two years ago in the back half of the season, he was a top 15 receiver in fantasy football and PPR points per game. And last year, he finished as a top 20 receiver in fantasy points per game. And now he's going outside the top 24 wide receivers in ADP. It just doesn't make sense to me. He, he's done it. Pick. It's a very simple argument. And when you look at the quarterbacks he played with that time, they weren't great. Like, they weren't great quarterbacks. And he stuck with Brock Purdy this year yet again, but I still think he's going to be a great wide receiver. He really is a fantastic player. And apparently... He's been tearing it up at camp, tearing it up. And this is a, I believe this is contract year, correct? This is the last year of his rookie contract, as far as I know. Uh, so he's playing for a contract this year. The rent is due. The rent so is due. I love it. I love it. Two wide receivers I have my eye on here, to be brief. 
first and foremost, he's a guy I've had my eye on for a while, but especially with the additional injuries to this wide receiver room, Cortland Sutton is a guy for me that I really like. Right. I was a huge on him last year, extremely bullish. It definitely didn't work out for me long-term, I'll say that. But I will say that I think that Cortland Sutton is a great post-hype sleeper this year. He's a guy who I think will have a consistent role in this offense that I project to be much better this year in Denver with Russell Wilson and company. So I'm a big fan of Sutton this year. And then a guy who I've been publicly in love with all offseason long is Jordan Addison. I think he's a fantastic talent. He has tons of opportunity there to produce in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is going to distribute that ball for him real nice. And playing alongside Justin Jefferson as a rookie wide receiver is the greatest gift you can ask for. He's going to do all the work for you, making it so much easier for him to get separation and and coverage. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season with the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely love those two guys, especially at their current ADP. All right, fellas, tight end picks. I'll be brief. Send it back down through the horn, and we'll talk about some predictions here for week one. Darren Waller, for me, is a fantastic pick. He's going to get so much volume, and at his current ADP, I think he's a fantastic value. And then second, a deep tight end sleeper to watch. I know he's a rookie. I know, yada, yada. Sam Laporta (laughs) is a great value to me, in my opinion. He's going outside the top 16 wider – sorry – top 16 tight ends and fantasy drafts. And I think with Jamison Williams suspended to start the year, I think he's in line to have a significant role in this offense. I could see him getting a, a legit chunk of this target share. I think he could have a really nice impact on this Detroit passing attack in his rookie season. Hot, give me a couple tight ends. A couple tight ends I really like. I'll make these brief as well for you guys. So, you know, we got to wrap up this show, get it going. Um, I'm going to talk about Hayden Hurst is the first one, tight end of the Carolina Panthers. I know I was just talking about Jonathan Mingo, but Hayden Hurst has also been getting a lot of hype at a training camp. I feel like one of these two players is going to be really relevant to fantasy. One of them could, I think both of these guys are the top two cans to lead their targets and team. I mean, lead their team in targets. I really think they're going, those two are going to be the guys of this offense. We know tight ends, uh, rookie quarterbacks favor the tight end position. So I like Hayden Hurst as a sleeper. I like both Jonathan Mingo and Hayden Hurst. So the draft where I don't get one, I'm getting the other. Usually, that's what I'm noticing. And then the other tenant I really like, he, he's at the top of drafts, but I think he's just such a screaming value, and it's Mark Andrews. I talked about Lamar Jackson earlier, but Mark Andrews is just a screaming value in drafts. We've seen, like, just a couple years ago, he was the tenant one overall. I think people forget about that. This dude has a massive, massive ceiling. And last year, he was on pace to be the tight end one again. He was on pace to be there before his injuries and in the second half of the season with Lamar's injuries, and it just fell apart from there. But the first half of the season, you got to go back and see it. It was unbelievable, unbelievable what he was able to do in the first half of last year. So Mark Andrews is somebody that in the second round, excellent, love it. But he's usually going in the third, and that's just just so nice, so nice. It is very nice, absolutely. Moody, what do you got for me? Tight ends. Yeah, no, I really like uh, Darren Waller. You know, very high yeah, on him. Also high player. on Hayden Hurst, you know, who's being like overlooked. But, you know, I would say uh, a tight end is kind of like a, a sleeper, you know, that's available late is like Greg Dolchich. And, you Love know, I know Dolchich. that Sean Payton, you know, mentioned that, hey, his role in the offense would evolve throughout the year. He could play the joker position. You know, that role in Payton's offense that's filled by a tight end or a running back, you know, with exceptional ball skills. And I know that Dolchich missed the first five games last season. He had a hamstring injury, but he ended up drawing eight or more targets in four of his ten games after returning. And so you, you mentioned about Cortland Sutton, you know, with uh, the Broncos. Uh, you know, Jerry Judy's dealing, you know, with an injury, and they've been decimated at the wide receiver position. So I think Dolchich can really help fill the void, and he's someone I find myself drafting often late in drafts. 
I love yeah, it. It's... I absolutely love it. I think Ultras is a great choice. I, I really, really enjoy that. Are we ready to transition into some week one predictions, gentlemen? Sure. Let's, let's do let's it. Let's get after it. Okay, uh, Hutch, which guitar drop should we use today? Uh, one, two, three, or four? Ooh, let's go with three. Three it is. Three. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. All right, week one is around the corner, gentlemen. Let's all rapid fire off three predictions for week one of the season to close three predictions. Out. I'll start off here, and we can go to Hutch and then Moody to bring things home for us. First and foremost, sure, you can call me a hater if you want, but I think Brock Purdy will struggle in week one against the Steelers' defense. And I think it could yes. cause some overreactions in the media. I think as a whole, he'll probably have a fine year, but I do expect him to kind of struggle week one against the Steelers defense. They've been fantastic all preseason long. I really don't know if I buy into Brock Purdy yet. We'll see. I think I could see him struggling in his season debut against the Steelers defense. Next, I have that Damian Pierce is going to eat against Baltimore in week one. I think he's going Love to it. have a significant workload this year i mean i'm a big damian pierce guy he was a my guy for me last season i was like eh on him this year in redraft leagues to be honest with you a couple months ago but as we've seen in preseason and in camp he has got i'm pretty sure a hundred percent of the snaps with yeah. the starters with the first team offense mm -hmm. for the texans and i think he's going to be used like a workhorse i really do he's going to have a great year i think he's you know valued very highly in this organization as a very talented young back as he should be and I think he's going to have a fantastic week one against the Baltimore defense. And then next, my last prediction for you is that Derek Carr is going to tear it up against the Tennessee Titans defense in week one. And it's going to be a headline story of how good he looks with Chris Olave and a healthy, please, Michael Thomas. I think they're going to look fantastic. <laughs> and I think it's going to be a really yeah. nice start to the season for the New Orleans. Oh, so I think I it's a lot of fun to be had here in week one. Hutch, what do you got for me? It was funny when you said Derek Carr's going to tear it up. I was like, I, for a second, like my mind went to the, cause I was looking at the matchups for the week. Cause I have them pulled up on my computer just to make sure everything's right. And I saw rate cause I was my right from my screen was Raiders and Broncos. I was like, he's not going to tear up against the Broncos loop, but then you forgot he's the Saints. He's going to go against Tennessee. And I was like, that I really makes feel like people have not been talking about Derek Carr that no, much. No, there's been no talk have. about Derek Carr. It's been None. Quiet. I yeah, think he can make some noise. Yeah, I like it. So my first three predictions. Uh, so my three predictions here. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Jahan Dotson against the Arizona Cardinals, and he finishes a top twelve receiver on the week. Uh, with Terry McLaurin injured right now, if he doesn't play Week One or even if he's limited, Jahan Dotson set up for a really, really big time game against a just deflated Arizona Cardinals team. I mean, this team is just so disastrous. They're gonna be horrible, especially on defense. It's going to be terrible, and Jahan Dotson is going to tear them up. I'm ready for Jahan Dotson just to go crazy against this team. And then my second prediction is that the Lions in the Chiefs game will be the highest-scoring game of the week on Thursday Night Football. I think this game is going to be massive. You know, these are two prolific offenses with questionable defenses. Chiefs, obviously, more better, I would argue, better than the Lions, but questionable defenses on both sides. Both are going to have some big-time games. It's Thursday night, prime time. This is going to be the highest-scoring game of the week. And then my third and final prediction is that Darren Waller will see 12-plus targets against the Dallas Cowboys. There was even a practice this, this year. I can't believe targets. it. There, what? That's a lot of targets. Yeah, I think he's going to see 12-plus targets this year. I mean, this – not this year. <laughs> this game against the Cowboys. 12 targets in the season? That's a yeah, 12 targets in the season. No, 12 targets in this game against the Cowboys. There was even a practice this year where they had to take Darren Waller out because he targeted – he was targeted too much. Like That's how, that's how crazy <laughs> he's been targeted this offseason. So – 
I'm going to predict 12 plus targets. I want to say like 15 or 20, but I feel like that's just ridiculous. So I want to say 12 plus targets against the Cowboys this week in week one. Love it. Moody, bring us home, my good friend. Give me some predictions and let's get out of here. All right, I'll, I'll bring us home and I'll be I'll be quick. You know, these will speak for themselves. So I like Nick Chubb to finish as a top three fantasy running back uh, for week one, you know, against the Cincinnati Bengals. I also like mm. Dalton Kincaid to finish as a top 12 fantasy tight end. I know they faced the Jets. Last but not least, I I like Jalen Waddle to finish as a top six fantasy wide receiver against the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'll I'll add something else to it, and he'll score more fantasy points in that game than Tyreek Hill. Ooh. I like it. That's a good I like way to end it. I love that prediction, man. Moody, mm-hmm. thank you so much for taking time for us again, man. Please, everyone, go follow him on Twitter at Eric mm-hmm. and Moody and follow all of his amazing work he does for multiple sports with ESPN. He's Absolutely. phenomenal. He's a great guy. And, Moody, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's a pleasure as always. I'm glad we had a chance to do this. And I know we've done some shows off and on, uh, you know, this offseason leading into the regular season. So, hey, it's great. You know, I'm glad we're able to do it. Until next time, gentlemen. Until next time. Hutch, any party next words? Time. Uh, no, actually, Draft no, Jordan. I'm just Draft excited Jordan for Nassin football. Draft Jordan Nassin. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya.